Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome one and all to the NFL Draft Punk podcast. We are back with an unplanned episode. With me, as always, is the fellas Pete, Liam and Ted. Good evening, gents. Hi, Kev. Hi, right, nice. Kev. So, unplanned, no schedule. We're just going to throw off some takes about the draft. I'll start with a, a discussion point of when I'm actually trying to do a mock draft myself. What happens if the 49ers don't take fields? Try and work out what then happens and who goes where because what do then the falcons do because at four do they think well we're not going to pick the fourth best qb even though we're picking in the top five or then because fields falls to them do they go oh perhaps we should pick him or do they just think no we've got a plan let's stick to it let's take Pitts, sewell etc what do you think pete i'll go on i'll start with you yeah well I can't imagine they're expecting fields to fall to them. So any plan that they've got might be thrown out the window at that point. Um, and I reckon there'll be a bit of a feeding frenzy. I think um, some teams that were sort of looking in, trying to get a quarterback will be possibly wanting to trade a bit more for fields than they would for, for Mac Jones or Trey Lance, I presume. So brings the Patriots into it. The the Washington football team might be willing to, to trade away a lot more for fields to get up to four than what they would for, for Mac Jones or, or, or Trey Lance, I, I think. But Broncos will be sort of licking the lips. I think they'll be, they'll be straight out on the phone to Atlanta, I reckon. But Atlanta might just take fields. He, he's a Georgia native. Bring him mm. home and then just keep um, uh, Matt Ryan there for, for two more seasons and then, then let him go out. That's where he becomes uh, cuttable uh, from that perspective, from the from the cap perspective. So they might just take, if I was uh, Atlanta, I think I'd just, just take Justin Fields at that point. Do you think that uh, both of us have, a, all teams have a contingency plan in place in the likelihood that they, if they take Mac Jones like they could, uh, the Niners? The teams must plan for that and plan accordingly. But I think then it brings all teams into it. The Lions, Panthers. I think then teams could also start thinking, well, if this if this guy's going to fall to us, we're going to have it or trade back and this pick's worth a lot. How far does someone come up? Well, what about Liam's favourite, Ryan Pace? Does Chicago come up from 20? He's got one throw of the dice this year. He's got to do something. He can't. He can't sit there. With Dalton and think I'll be all right for another year. He can't. I think we, I think we Justin Fields out of the, uh, the 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 QBs in the draft after Trevor Lawrence. He's the guy you probably think who could who's most likely to be able to do a job starting week one. I'm not saying he's going to be overall. He's going to be the best QB in the draft, or after Trevor Lawrence, be the second best. But starting in his rookie season, he's probably the most likely to be able to do a service for a team. So you're looking at teams who have got. 
uh, a mediocre starter or, or no one at all. And again, Chicago just jumps off the, the sheet for me. They, they must go up for... Or if, if he does drop to four, then I imagine Ryan Pace will be going to Atlanta and asking them for a trade. You've got to give up so much to go up from there, haven't you? Multiple. Six, 16 players. I, I think you've got to be looking at 2022 first, uh, possibly a player, but yeah. And, and you know, second... And 2023. Third as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're up the next three years first, Daniel. So it's about as, as many as you can give, as well as seconds and thirds as well. Possibly even players. It's going to have to be push push all your chips in. You're all in at that point if you're Ryan Pace. And you might have to do it because, like I say, he's going to go with a whimper with, with Andy Dalton there. I can't see that happening. I think the Niners have set the market as well. The Niners have gone from 12 to 2 and gave up. Well, three firsts, well, including this one. So that's the, the Bears have got to pay more for me because uh, they're further back to pick twinner. So we're talking about what what QB is going two and three. Do we think it is Wilson Fields in that order? Does anyone disagree with that? I don't no. believe the Matt Jones stuff. It has to be Wilson Fields. I mean, personally, I would say Fields is the second best QB in the draft, but it. it it's been in the media constantly that the Jets are taking Wilson and, all right, there's smoke screens, but not for this long. It, it seems to be that that is the case. And then I, I can't see San Francisco taking Matt Jones over Justin Fields. Well, so an interesting point I, I think is um, Carl Shanahan didn't visit uh, Zach Wilson on his pro day. He went to Ohio for Fields and he went to Matt Jones's, which tells me he knows... He knows something. He knows who the Jets are going for. So he's going for the other two. That's that's my theory. Anyway. So I think Zach Wilson's a lock for number two, to be honest. Not that I agree with the pick, but that's who I think the Jets are going with. So when the 49ers did the trade, for whatever reason, I don't know why, a gut feeling, I actually genuinely think they go, they were going up for, for Lance. But I actually think they were really going up to put themselves in control of their own destiny, i.e. we are, we are essentially going to have the pick of these of, of three three QBs and we're going to evaluate all of them and we're going to take whichever is the best one because the uh, the cap hit on Garoppolo this year uh, they can get rid of him post June the first and is it something like two or three million in dead so they're in a really good position with that and he just can't stay fit for sixteen games and they don't have to play whoever they draft this season either they can sit behind Garoppolo and let his contract expire or wait till he gets injured um, which will happen and then they can play them but. None of you mentioned Lance. Do you not? You don't think that at all. You think that's just pie in the sky stuff. I think if Justin Fields is there, um, Justin Fields is a safer bet. So that that's why I presume that's who they're moving up for. I can't imagine it's Mac Jones. If I'm perfectly honest, there's no need to trade that much to go and get Mac Jones. Um, he thinks he's a bit more limited than, than Fields. So. And I'd, I'd take Fields above Lance. I think he's, he's more ready. I think I said with with Garoppolo's injury history, there's a strong chance that whoever the draft is going to get some serious game time. Um, I think Fields is more ready. So let's just think of the draft of Mahomes. He was not. He was considered a risk, but yet he went before uh, other players who were probably less risky. So why not Lance, who's someone who's got potentially got more upside, but obviously could just fall flat on his face. I don't know. I agree. I think I think Lance is one of the most the highest upside players to be honest. And I think if anyone's going to be a, 
able to mould him into a superstar quarterback, it, it would be Kyle Shanahan. So to be honest, I, I think Trey Lance could be the pick if that's who he's got his eyes on. These could all be smoke screens, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance could be the guy. I just you won't know, but I think it's a good point. I think I think there is a chance it could be Trey Lance. I, I think if Lance did what he did in a better standard, then I don't think we'd be talking uh, anything different. I mean, Mahomes is a bit different. He uh, played at uh, uh, Texas Tech, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It's, 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 it's a better standard than, obviously, what uh, what Lance has been playing. Um, so we'll see. I mean, the, the, athletically, Lance looks great. Um, I, I think you're looking at, a cup, well, one, certainly, possibly two years before he's ready to be throwing the ball in the NFL. And that will probably what that will put teams off. So where does he go then? Where where realistically is he going to go? I still like him in the first fifteen because I think someone will trade up for him later on. Um, I I I wouldn't. Uh, I have him as probably going as Q, uh, QB four, uh, but I I could see like like uh, Vikings are probably looking to trade down. He could still be available then. You could be looking at like a maybe a Patriots going up one spot or or the Bears going up six spots to to go and pick him up there. That that sounds viable to me. I think that's probably quite likely. I think Atlanta could go for him. I really do. I think Atlanta could, honestly, if they see something that he's obviously got something sitting behind Matt Ryan for a couple of years or a year. And I think, I think, I don't think he's out of the question for number four, to be honest. I think if, I think if, if Atlanta like him, they can trade down and then take him later. I, I think the, the, the teams that are around after the Atlanta pick, and then say around maybe Detroit nine ten they could trade down to somewhere like that and they could still pick him up. So I, I quite like that, and I think you're right with your reasoning that he could sit behind Matty Ryan. But I think with the fourth overall pick, I think it's too big a gamble for someone like Lance. Yeah, you're then picking essentially like like I said earlier that the fourth best QB, even though you're picking in the top five. But yeah, I'm still an advocate of making the use of picking in the top five. But I can't get around the fact that. Uh, or, or, or the fact that we're trying to be sold that Atlanta can still make a run at it. Their roster is really bad. That not that they're rebuilding right now, but their roster isn't good enough right now to to compete. They're not one or two key pieces away. They're several. So they're, they're an interesting spot, and it's difficult to know what they're going to do. I, I, I don't think they'll take a QB. I don't think unless field drops, which then becomes a question. So mentioned it. Let's go for some QB takes. Uh, all will all five go in the first round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, I've got no. I don't. I don't think so. Really? I think. I think. I think Trey Lance will, will slip. I think. Um, I'll talk about Denver. They were, Denver. Were, Denver were trying to get one of the experienced QBs in as competition for Drew Lock. That's what they're saying. They want competition. Um, I can see them taking Micah Parsons or someone like that, and possibly Patriots taking Lance. And then Mac Jones slipping out with the, the first round completely. We, we had that mega mock uh, a few weeks ago, didn't we, where Mac Jones fell to, to 32. So mm. all the picks before that seemed perfectly reasonable picks. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that Mac Jones does slip out the first. I don't know. There's a lot of quarterback uh, daily teams. I don't think Bears Bears could have him. Washington, even the Steelers, If to be honest. if we, I think the Steelers could. If he we went to pick 24, there's no reason why the Steelers wouldn't take him. He's a, he's a first round quarterback. He's like I say, is I don't he? think you. Oh, I think he is. Yeah, I think he. he the way he played that uh, Alabama offense proved enough to be. I, I didn't see the hope for number three that 
been going around, but I think he's a first-round quarterback, definitely. Yeah, I agree with Liam. There's there's too many teams that need a quarterback. And we'll take the, Matt we'll take Jones, the risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yes, OK, Matt Jones might have been flattered a wee bit with the Alabama offence. However, he's still got to put the, the ball in the right places and any QB that's finished with 77% uh, completion percentage obviously needs uh, some uh, some recognition in the first round, to me. And uh, especially, um, he gets a lot of grief for his, his mediocre arm strength. Uh, yes, it's not as good as some of the others, but well, Tom Brady didn't have the greatest arm strength coming out of college, and he still doesn't, and he's, he's done pretty well for himself. So I, I, I think he needs a bit of help um, when, when he comes into the NFL. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't see why he can't be a success in the NFL. And I, I think someone who can, I think if you put him in a, uh, an offense who uh, rely maybe short and intermediate stuff, early doors, just to get him acclimatized with the NFL. But I mean, it, it, he's accurate with the long ball as well. So he's not limited to just the short stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see why he wouldn't be a first round quarterback for me. So, Kelly, you see a scenario where all QBs are gone by pick 10? It's unlikely, but yes, mm. I, th- I think that there's there's, a, there's enough teams. Like Liam said, there's enough teams that are needy that someone will just make a, a mad trade and jump up so many spots to go and get Matt Jones or Trey Lance. Look, I think it goes back to the first question as well. If the Niners pick Mac Jones, then all 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 the quarterbacks will be gone by the top ten. If Mac Jones, Mac yeah. Jones is the one who can slip, so. Yeah, if if if, if uh, Niners pick Fields, then Mac Jones will drop down to pick fifteen, and that'll be his sort of range. I'd say. I, I really hope the Niners do pick Mac Jones because that's <laughs> that... watching the draft <laughs> superb. It's going to be Chaos. great fun. <laughs> fans are being uproar. The fans are being <laughs> all the fans I've seen on Twitter just no why, but obviously you got to tr- trust Shanahan. But the fans don't want him. But it's going to be going to be funner. Everyone in the Atlanta war rooms just rubbing their hands together, going, "Right, what we're we going to get for this one?" Then it's yeah. going to be superb. <laughs> <laughs> so keep it with the QB theme just for a bit longer. Uh, Lions could have one fall to them, but I, but I think they'll trade out of it. I think they they want to trade down and build capital again because they're in a division where they're they're obviously behind. Vikings are always going to kind of win between seven and eight games. Bears are what they are, and the Packers essentially control that division. So they're they're a, they're a few, uh, a couple of years behind, really, uh, from from doing that. The the one for me, which is a bit, well, I find it quite amusing, really, because I didn't think uh, I thought the trade was a was a win for all parties. But Carolina, they could genuinely just have a QB fall to them, easy. And what do they do? Depends on the news, doesn't it? It's, it? If it's one of the big four, they they pull the trigger for me. I'm not going to stack off Mac Jones, but I don't think you do that for Mac Jones. I think you. Build the roster then for Darnold, a, uh, a tackle. So if there's a tackle there for Carolina, unless it's one of the, the big four, that's, if, that's what you're going to call on the big four for me, because they're the ones you you go for. Okay, last one. Unless you want, have got any other random takes for me? Uh, this is probably more into day two. Mills and Mon taken before Trask. Yes or no? Absolutely, hundred percent. I, I can't stand hype for Trask. I, I think he's completely limited. His arm strength, his, his athleticity. Um, I, I prefer Mills over Mons, but I'd, I'd see the upside with Mons as well. So, yeah, I'd take both of them over, over Trask. You know what? I did see a sky bet. Sky bet are offering only 12 to 1 for Trask to go before Mac Jones. 
which I thought was unbelievable. Sky better offering 12 to 1 for Coltrass to go before Mac Jones. I thought that was throwing your money away, to be honest. I thought it was worth 50 to 1 or something like that. But obviously, unless the bookies know, so we got to. All right, I'm not having that. So I was also just looking on Google to see whether athleticity, I don't even know how to pronounce it, is actually Athleticism, my bad. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> That's what powers you tell you, right. athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's get on to some other random stuff. Um, Devonta Smith, how far does he fall? Does he get make it to the 20s? Can you, can you see anyone... Not having him as the at least the third wide receiver, will he sneak into the fourth? Will someone like Elijah Moore be seen better than him? Surely not. Surely not. I'm saying to last with this one because you know my feelings on Devonta Smith. I, I think uh, I think he could get to pick fifteen. That's maybe. I think Patriots wouldn't let him go past then if, obviously, the draft falls like that. I think Patriots would take the... Because he's a superstar player. I don't know how he'd fall. It's just his measurables, isn't it, really? But I think he would never get past the Patriots. But it could, I, think be, I think he'd be receiver two taken, but we'll see. He could actually be receiver one taken if yeah. Bengals True, take... Yeah. Bengals take Sewell and then it's got lens to the Dolphins. The Dolphins yeah. could, could easily take yeah. um, him Pitt. over Jamar Chase. Yeah. Or pity because because of that, I suppose that chemistry they had with with Tua and his ability to get open. We've mentioned it before about Tua needing his players to be college open rather than NFL open. Devonta Smith will help with that. He'll get open in the NFL. It's just whether he lasts a long career with his frame is the only concern. But he could conceivably be in the in the top six. Devonta yeah. Smith. Yep. Definitely. Go on, Ted. No, I agree. Um, I was expecting to have to defend Devonta Smith, but that I can see him dropping because of his size. I don't think it's warranted. Um, and I agree, Miami would be ideal. I, I think it would suit Tua, and I think it would suit Smith as well. You put him, I mean, you could even just have him predominantly in the slot um, and run the, the short and intermediate stuff for Tua and get open quick like he does. Um, I, I, I don't like him being the third wide receiver. I can kind of see the argument for Chase, um, but... The whole Waddle thing. I mean, it, it, I mean, arguably, he did the, the Waddle job better than Waddle did this year for Alabama. So I, I don't see that argument. Uh, again, I'm possibly biased because I've been banging this drum for a while. But um, but yeah, he's not dropping below. Well, he's certainly not getting to twenty. Put it that way. So who's first wide receiver drafted? I'm going to go Devonta Smith. Really? Oh, you're just doing spicy stuff again. No, good guy, good guy, good guy, Pete. Well I think, done. I think that I think the Bengals will take Sewell, uh, and I think the Dolphins will take Devonta Smith. I don't see that. I think Dolphins will take Chase. I think I think Dolphins will take Chase, and then I think the Lions will take a receiver there, and that'll be Waddle or Smith. But I think they'll take Waddle to be honest. And that's why I think Devonta Smith will fall. Not just that's how I think it will go. And if they're both available for the Lions, they could easily drop it down a few places as well and take, if they're happy with both of them. Yeah. Do we get how many... Okay, there's a load of strength, obviously, with offensive linemen. I, I think they could be the biggest position on day one, actually, uh, of, of players drafted. How many do we think uh, linemen in the first round? Over under, what are we saying, seven? 
I can't see more than seven going. I think it could could be seven. Is what the right amount is. If you've got the, the top three tackles, we usually the consensus, apart from yours, Kev. I guess the mm-hmm. top three tackles, AVT will probably go as well. I think. Um, and after that, I'm not entirely sure Ravens will go. I think Tevin Jenks will go to a team like possibly the Steelers or possibly the Titans. Um, and one or two more might sneak in the back end. So I can't see being more than seven. I can beg Cosme. Leatherwood, all potential later, later first rounds. Things like teams like the Packers sitting at the back there, who obviously um, Bakhtiari is injured at the moment. Potential right tackle need there as well. Ravens, I, Ravens. I've just just lost a yep. tackle. Uh, just lost uh, Lando Brown. Yep. They'll, they'll t- could take a tackle as well. I think you could, Tevin Jenkins will slide in right nicely there. I think. as well. I think. Yeah, I, I don't think after the big three and AVT, I don't think any of them are guaranteed first round worthy. And, and the only reason it would be over seven would be because of the prestige of the uh, position and the need for teams. So I'm going to say under, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's over. I think seven dead on. That's, I think, seven dead on all. So you're gonna you're gonna sit on the fence, basically. No, no, no. Just, 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 <laughs> no. What, what, if it, what if it's seven and a half? Seven and a half. Under seven and a half. That's how I see it. So no I've, I've actually got a little, um, like a, a deep dive hot take with the offensive tackle, and mine is I think Walker Little will go in the first round. Um, well, because because the tackle class is quite deep this year. But after the big three, there's few that garner a first-round pick for me, in my view. Uh, Walker Little, he had first-round conversation about him before the 29 season, before he did his knee in. Um, so there's a good chance that you know the, the class that he showed in 2018 might actually get him uh, a little shout towards the end of the first round. So that, that was, that's my first little deep dive, is Walker Little to go at the end of the you first can't be, But you can't do that. You can't be... They get yeah. drafting a first round on someone like that. I mean, I can genuinely see him going round two, but first round when you invest in all that in him, no. Definitely. If, if history teaches us anything, that teams are scared by any any minor injury or any history, teams want guaranteed on the first first round. So teams of all players slide all the time who are first round talents just because teams are scared off. And yeah. so that's why I'm happy with Walker Little. And and uh, I don't care about you two. What about the uh, offensive tackle? Uh, <laughs> maestro. <laughs> yeah, the maestro. Yeah, you've got no chance that often and Ted, you've got a shot for there. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's I'm good, so good, glad. Good. <laughs> I can't wait for it to happen. Uh, <laughs> 32. <laughs> no. Just, no. It, it just, it's not. Uh, so if we go back to receivers, if, what other ones are going to sneak into the first round with receivers? Teams like Titans, potentially uh, needy Packers, we've mentioned as well. Um, Liam gave them uh, receivers in, in, in the first round and uh, <laughs> the second and third and fourth, didn't you, or something? Um, <laughs> so uh, how, many, uh, how many receivers have we got going in the entire first round? I think... Well, four definitely. I think five will go. I think um, I think Elijah Moore will sneak into the end end of the first. That's honestly, I think that people talk about Kadarius Tony, Terrace Marshall at the sort of start of draft season. But as people are down to the film, and obviously things leak, teams are leaking stuff. I think it's Elijah Moore. So I think it's five. Bateman as well. 
Yeah, I think six. I think Marshall will go in there as well. The five names just mentioned, I think Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, will get it. Will get in there. It wouldn't surprise me if the, if the Chiefs take a, a wide receiver. Chiefs have got a pick. Uh, of course, they haven't, right? Oh, the same, yeah. oh, I've had a shocker there. I'm mean, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's the Ravens. Is he, but I think the Ravens are taking a tackle. Ravens, is, but, but I still, I still think six. Terrace Marshall Jr. and uh, Elijah Moore and Bateman, as well as the big three, will go uh, in the first round. Well, you mentioned. I, that, I, I, Sorry, sorry. I was going to say I, I think five, uh, but I would take out Elijah Moore uh, and put Terrace Marshall in from what what uh, from what Liam was saying. So, so the big three: Ron, uh, uh, Richard Bateman, and Terrace Marshall. Uh, I agree with everything you said, Ted. Apart from uh, you're wrong. Also, I will say I, I think Baltimore will take a receiver in the first round as well. They certainly need one. Uh, you're wrong it's about that as well. <laughs> There's have, another hot take. There you go. They don't, don't value receivers, so I, I can't. <laughs> what as, as Marquise uh, Brown and they tried to get Juju Smith-Schuster, so it's not it's not against all odds, but I think they need tackling edge. So as Pete reminded us um, about the the Ravens trade, what what do we think they're going to do? Are they going to get aggressive with it, or are they going to do their usual thing where they just basically sit there and unbelievably have awesome players fall to them? Yeah, the the good drafters are under the Ravens, so I don't think they need to move around. They do seem to have the right players' fault, and they've got an uncanny knack for that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just stayed where they were. To be fair, um, it depends how the, that tackle market is falling and, and who's dropping and whether they need to, to go up because that, that is a real need for them now. Um, you say edge, it's quite a deep class, but you can't see too many going in the first round. Uh, so it's, it's how that tackle class is laying out for them. So, okay, let's move on to corner. Uh, who's the first corner drafted and when? I bet we get four different answers for this. Well, I'll go, yeah. I think Satan at, at Cowboys. Oh, maybe not then. I'll go Satan as well. I'm going Satan to the Cardinals. I think they drop all the way down that far. Ooh. I think uh, Rashawn Slate will go to the Cowboys. Uh, so the Eagles need a cornerback, but like I've said a few times, they need to go off the wide receiver. So I think... Howie Rose won't let me down. He'll do the same thing. First two picks will be receivers for the, the Eagles. Same thing. The same thing as <laughs> I made to make my that's, argument that's about only, Billy receivers that's, are good. That's yeah, only because you double dropped on wide receivers when you did your draft. I, yes. I don't believe that for a but, second. I rightly double dropped on, on receivers in my draft, is what you meant to say, Ted. But the Cardinals <laughs> will pick the first cornerback, it'd be Patrick Satan. It might not be, they might have to move up to get him. I can't see it. I think Chargers might need a quarterback, but they need an offensive line. Vikings, Lord only knows what they're going to do. Um, but I think the Cardinals will pick Patrick Satan, and that'll be, he'll be the first cornerback off the board. The Cardinals won't pick Satan at pick 16, though. Looks like the Vikings won't let a corner go past them. I don't think uh, Broncos cook a corner, Cowboys are going to cook a corner. So, And I think it's Satan as well. I think, I don't know, yeah. I, I like JC Horn better, but I just think the uh, the tape on Satan is mixing teams are like him. I, I, I think Liam's right with the Vikings. If if Zimmer's literally got his pick of the corners, he's yeah. not going to let that go. <laughs> surely, definitely. Especially <laughs> now, with the news, especially with the news of uh, our first round last year, uh, it could be a position of need now. Yeah, that that is um, that's definitely changed things. So of the team, of all the teams picking. Um, we obviously have a vested interest in in the Vikings. I find them quite actually quite difficult to predict to what what they're going to do. What other teams have you got like that? 
um and do and do you believe the vikings as well or if you think you know who the vikings are going to say say i think the vikings is difficult to predict and um and i think teams like tennessee and the raiders are difficult to predict for me what, what do you guys think yeah, yeah, the Raiders are a tricky one because they said they did have a big need of of edge rush and pass rush, but then they went and sorted that. But you wouldn't put it past them to just go something out completely out left field. Somebody who ran fast in the forty yard dash <laughs> position that's not necessarily a need for them. So they're they're a tricky one at all lines, one that they possibly need. But yeah, Raiders you just never know what they're going to do. So that's that's what I struggle with. Patriots as well. I don't think Patriots are easy to predict. I think they could go receiver, quarterback if he drops, uh, linebacker. There's just plenty of positions Patriots could go for. Or they'll just probably just trade back. Detroit, for me, they, they need everyone. So where are they going to go? I mean, they could, like I say, we could, they could even go QB. And they've got one of them. So <laughs> where do they go? I, I think we've got a pretty good idea, but... I mean, we, we don't know. I mean, going back to the Vikings, I mean, I know who I want them to take. I want them to take a, a versatile offensive lineman, but um, they could quite easily take an edge rusher or, like I say, if, if they've got the, the pick of the corner, Zim's not going to let that go. So, like you say, the, the, the Vikings are very unpredictable. But yeah, Detroit, I mean, who knows? I mean, they, they could they could actually tear up this draft by, by doing something ridiculous, being that high up. And again, I kind of hope they do because it's going to make the viewing it on Thursday night a lot more enjoyable. Who are the Giants picking, and why is it Pay? <laughs> it's just, do you know what I mean? The kind of big, powerful. Ah, oh, I wonder who the and it just he just falls perfectly for them. That's Gettleman picking it all day long. But where's he going to play in the Giants? Is he going to put him as a stand-up off-ball linebacker? Is he going to play there? Or is he going to put him as the, the end in a three-man front? Could he, which one's he more suited for, Kev? I think he could go because he moved all over the place. I think he is raw because he was never left to settle in one position. So I can definitely see a world where he is allowed to sit and develop as, as you know, your five tech single gapping. Um, but, you know, you could easily put him on on, on four, three team and uh, watch him go. I do think he's more dangerous when he comes in from wide, but he, he's certainly too quick and too powerful for guards. So, yeah, I, Either or, I think he's, he's versatile enough, but but not if that makes sense because he needs polishing. I, I think the key word there is is developmental. I, I I actually think Pay will drop in the draft, uh, possibly, and this is a bit of a deep dive, possibly out of the first round because I, I like the athleticity, but he just he's a he's a great athlete and you know he's strong, powerful, the burst, and he's good defending the run, but. Um, he's unable to finish the job. Apparently, you look at the stats. I, I think teams will hate that, um, and they will stay away from him because of that. I mean, I, I mean, as Kev likes to point out, the Big Ten is weak. So, I mean, Shaka Tony had more sacks than Quitty Pay. Tommy Tuggy, I had more sacks than uh, than Quitty Pay. So, yeah, why not pick them in the first round? So, I mean, for a guy who you're going to be drafting in the first round as an edge rusher, I think you want to see a bit more production. So I wouldn't be surprised if I saw him drop down in the first round. And like I say, if he slipped out the first, I mean, it would be a shock, but I wouldn't be completely amazed by it. 
It's the same whole... argument with Owe as well, though, isn't it? Then, if you if you got that argument with him, why not the same thing for Owe? I guess. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly the same. I expect both Pay and Owe to go in the first round, but I could quite easily see him drop him out. So, who's going to be the first edge off the board? I think it is Pay at the Giants. I think that is that's the pick for me. I think someone rolls the dice with Phillips. I don't think you can ignore the talent, but then I'm going to say that. I think it'll get the Jets or the Dolphins. That's what two. I mean. No, no, no. I think it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be. I mean, I'm high on Phillips, but that's particularly yeah, high. <laughs> I don't think any of them get past the Ravens and the Titans and the Colts. I think they could all, even, all of them could take Quitty Pay. Um, I think Quitty Pay will go first just because of the concussion history with Phillips. Who's the, this is an interesting one of, um, so every year there's always a player who is taken a lot earlier than where everyone thinks they're going to go. Have you got a player for that this year? So mine, I genuinely think um, Uisa Koromoa could go in the top 10. That's my, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's my, my shock pick. And, my, and, and the other direction of the faller, it's difficult to predict Parsons and Farley falling. They are going to fall, but I don't, we've not got we've not yeah. information. But my, my other one, I guess it's not a massive surprise, but I can see Russo going out of the first round. Oh, that's now done now. I think Russo, uh, I think, yeah, it's, the way he tested, uh, tested his pro there, and without the, with, the, with the other edges, I think uh, I think he, that goes without saying that Russo. Uh, I tell you what, though, Russo is about Kuromoa. Uh, if you think that, you should bet on him being the first defensive player taken because you get good odds for that. Because I think the first defensive player will be at the Broncos for me. So I think you have a look at that. You should get some good odds. There you go. We'll get all here for all your betting advice. To be fair, I've been looking. I've been looking today. It's been obviously a nice Sunday after Sunday afternoon, mate, and the sunshine. I've been looking at. A few, I haven't put it on yet, but I've been looking at the odds, and that's a good one. Because if you think about it, it's how many defensive players do you think are going to go in the first round? Then because we're talking about over under on corners being about four, edge rushers, what three? Possibly as few as three linebackers, two or three, possibly no safeties, possibly no defensive tackles. It could be 10 or less, about 10 defensive players going in the first round, which is quite a small proportion, I guess. Yeah, I'm having a count. I'm on a, I'm, a, I'm having a look now. I think Barmore's the only defensive tackle. I think the, the a lot of rumblings you hear is the, the NFL are a lot higher on him than, than draft Twitter and, and media. So I, I think Barmer will go first round. I think that'll be too enticing to not have him there, especially with the supply and demand at the position. I've seen a Wuzuriki drafted first round. I don't know. That could be a shocking one. Mm. I would, like I said, I wouldn't take him, but he could go team needs. That's going to come to the forefront sometimes. We're as fans guess, but teams like their guys, don't they? Wasn't he taken second in the uh, Mega Mock, Wuzuriki? You was yes in the second round, yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought that was probably a bit, uh, a bit unlikely. So uh, first round seems a bit of a, a step too far. I can see about th- I, I think over over ten defensive players. I think uh, there's probably four corners going. I think three linebackers. I think Parsons will go, and I, th- I think just because of Zavin, what Zayvon Collins gives you at his 
height, weight, speed. I think he goes first as well. Edges, Pay Phillips, Ojolari, Owe. I'm saying first round. I think someone will will yeah. just go for it with Owe and Barmore. And so, and then it's just, and I, I actually think Murray gets in the first round as well. Yeah, I agree with Morik. The more I watch of him, he's, he's, he's too good a talent at uh, safety. I mean, I know safety's not a uh, an exciting position, but I, I do think he gets a first round now. If you get a good one, they, they're difference making to your defense rather than just being somewhat a contributor. They, they, if you've got someone who's good and you can move them around, and not that versatility is their only thing, but they do lots of things very well, then they're going to be a real asset. And and I think that's when you, when you're okay to be drafted in that sort of position in the first round, especially if you have a need. Vikings, if they move back, for example, Ravens, we've said as well. I, I think thirteen it. defensive players. I think I've got in the in yeah. The first. That sounds about right for 13. me. Thirteen. Pete's, Pete's wrong again. Um, <laughs> let's, let's um let's talk about the uh, the the position that everyone uh, doesn't think we should be, anyone should be drafted in the first round. Running backs. Liam, start with you. You uh, famously kept picking them when we were doing mocks before. Ridiculously, uh, you picked them for the Jets. Do you think the Jets are going to take one? Do you think the Dolphins are going to take one with their second pick? Will the Steelers, despite their needs, um, will they be taking someone like Harris, who really does fit nicely there for them? Um, I've got a theory. Uh, I think the first running back taken will be Travis Etienne, and I think it will be to the Dolphins. Uh, I think in, in round five. In round, in round one. In round one. I think that that big playability. Uh, I think some team will fall in love with it, and I think that's. Uh, I think they'll, they'll draft him first round, especially with that five-year uh, contract mm. plus the uh, franchise tag. That's six years of running back you got. I think that some teams got to take a running back first round. And uh, I'd like to say the last episode, I said uh, Harris is my RB1. I just think Etienne will be the first running back taker just because of he's, yeah, he, can, he can take it to the house car and any, any mm. play. And with that offense, is fantastic offense. I think that that's why. And then Steelers could do. I think Steelers got bigger needs than running back. To be honest, I think Steelers did linemen or anything. But yeah, Dolphins have got. I think the luxury pick to do that. For me, there are no running backs taken in the first round. Every team has got a greater need for a position that is is not valued anymore in the NFL, or not as much as it used to be. Um, the, the top running back in the draft is probably Najee Harris. But he's, he's, I'm not seeing anything special enough to make him a first rounder. I'm sure he'd be a good workhorse for someone, but it doesn't justify a first round pick for me. Uh, Javonte Williams is the running back with the wow factor, uh, and he has a chance to be a great NFL running back. But there's enough question marks over him for him not to be warranted a first round pick. So yeah, no running backs for me. No, I think I agree with Liam. Actually, that's who I penciled that as ADN as the the first running back off the board. To oh, Miami, I think it's whole vulnerability. Exactly what Liam said. That whole ah, vulnerability is is what you're you're after. You, Harris might be a bit of a uh, sort of stronger back, I guess. But I think EDN's that that way you can take the house at any given point. That's why I think uh, somebody will, somebody will take him. I think there's a few teams lower down the order as well. Buffalo are linked with running backs quite a lot. Tampa as well, I guess. Um, so I think in Pittsburgh, I think it'd be criminal if Pittsburgh go running back though. If I'm perfectly honest, yeah. yeah. Um, I could see two sneaking in there. I think Edn will be the first one to go. 
So you, for a start, you two are pathetic, thanking each other. Um, you got your own, little, your own little WhatsApp group beforehand. So, oh, if I say nice things about your takes, will you say nice? Pete's got the knowledge. And, 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 just Pete's a few more than you pair. You look at the top of the second round. I think that's where you then might get someone sneak back into the first for running back because you've got the Jets who will probably take one. The Falcons need one. Uh, if Miami don't take one at 18, they're obviously on the uh, on their uh, number 36. Jacksonville could. They could. Um, again, if ETN falls, Jacksonville might just it might just be far too tempting to um, pair him up with uh, Lawrence. Um, I, that's why I think there's probably at least one going in the first round. But that's a difficult bet to make. I think I've seen the props on that being one and a half over or under, one and a half of running backs. That's a really difficult bet, that. It's it's yeah. a deep running back class though. Yeah. So would you give up your second rounder to jump back into the first for a guy that you know might do a job for you? It's not going to be sensational, but I don't think you do when you could get someone in the third or fourth round who could do a similar job. So I, I don't see it. I, I still think there'll be no running backs in the first. I think I think it's what Liam said: it's the multi picks, and it's getting that fifth year before you have to pay him or, yeah. or basically get rid of them. And I think the top three are a bit ahead of the rest, to be fair. You look at the, see the top of that second there where Jacksonville could easily do one. They've got multiple picks. Jets need one. It's a real need for Atlanta as well. So whether they, they move up to try and leapfrog Jacksonville, New York, and possibly Buffalo as well. There's um, I think someone trading up to 29. Who's 29? The Packers. Trading up with the Packers to, to get a running back. That's not a bad bet. I these, think are all, I, these are all teams that need other things, though. So surely they're wasting on a running. Back. They got a lot of picks though, Ted. So they can they can you know it won't cost them. Yeah, so they can use know, one later on then, can't they? Jacksonville pick again at forty-five. Mm-hmm. I don't I like. I'll say it. one thing as well though. Like the running backs last year were better than all of these running backs for me, and they didn't go to the second round. So maybe teams don't value as much as what Ted said, because Swift and Dobbins would be RB one in these classes. Taylor. So that's interesting that they, they, they dropped last year. I thought one of them might have snuck into the first, and they never. They might find an undrafted whiz kid like Jacksonville did. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so where are we? Let's just look at the bigger picture then. Uh, round two. I always find round two quite exciting. The first, um, the first sort of half an hour of round two. What players are going to drop, and who's going to? St- slide up from uh, kind of mid-round two to top of round two. Can you see any scenarios for that? <clears throat> for me, um, I think there's potential is a lot of these day two uh, value on linebackers uh, and edge players. Um, and then I think, like you said, you've got on Muzuriki that sits at the top there that potentially, uh, because of that big drop off the cliff, really, of, of talent for, for defensive line. Anything else that jumps out of you for those ones? Um, we should have heard it before. Possibly Pat Freymouth <laughs> could be uh, someone taken early in the second round. So he said the drop off after him is quite substantial, isn't it? So that, that the position scarcity there. So we should have done like the idea of someone trading up for a tight end. I could, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, some of the um, players we obviously mentioned with Parsons, Farley, if they drop in around two. Yeah. People. Uh, another one is Landon Dickerson who is a terrific player, but we're going to be talking about him on a pod this week, I guess. 
where does he go again with the, with the injuries if he slips into round two? You know, someone could really jump up again, couldn't they? Get in people like the the Lions or um, uh, Dallas again with that potential O line need, um, and New England as well potentially. But uh, but would you then trade up for a player that has injury history? If one falls to you and you take him, fine. But would you trade up for someone who's got injury issues? I, I, I think in in the second round. Um, I think there'll be a, a plethora of, of, of corners taken early doors because there's so many in that second, third round range that teams will like. And uh, I think the, the top three go in round one guaranteed and possibly one more. I'd say it's Eric Stokes, but I know people are quite high on Greg Newsom. But either one of them in early in round two, along with the likes of Asante Samuel, uh, Paulson Adebo, Elijah Molden, uh, and then personally, away from the corners, uh, Edge, I, I like Ronnie Perkins. I just think the skill set that he has, I think he jumps up draft boards on, on the actual day itself. Um, I, I think he could quite easily go early to mid-second round. I think Russo as well. Russo is another one. Of them. I think I predict to go out the second round, but when that second round comes around, some team's got to pull the trigger on him then. If the measurables of, of him... If not the physical traits, I mean, I think someone wants to mould him into a, a player. He has the potential to be a, a star. Yeah, on the inside for me, I think he just doesn't have the have the burst on the outside. I think if you can add weight to his frame, that height is um is just going to be too much for uh, for interior uh, offensive line. Pete, anything from you that you can uh, you can see outside of Frymouth? Yeah, again, it depends how those offensive tackles go, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's, it's the, the over under there was seven, but it could easily be be five, and there could be some real quality tackles at the top of the ball there. Eichenberg, Raidens, Tevin Jenkins could slip quite easily. So it's there could be a, again another feeding frenzy for some of those players. People willing to trade up for some of those. I suppose the guards as well. So you can have Wyatt Davis, who before AVT was considered the best guard in the draft. Mm. Um, Jalen Mayfield, wherever you think he's going to play tackle or guard, I mean, you'd like to think that he's a round two guy. So uh, teams that are clambering for that position, you could see them all uh, maybe trading up to to get them in early in the second round. I tell you, another player for me, who I think is people are going to jump up for Creed Humphrey. I think as as a if you need an inside lineman or a centre, I think at second round, I think that's a player that's someone else to jump up for. Thinking not the Steelers, maybe. I know that's just putting a square peg in a square hole, but Steelers need a centre. You get a centre, don't you? Yeah. Would you not take Dickerson over Humphrey, though? Just injury concerns, yeah. yeah it's so. just injury concerns for me, that's all. But I think Creed Humphrey's just one of them second-round players you could get a start, starting inside lineman. So I think ages ago I said also no... Uh, uh, sorry, one... D-line in the top 50. Do you think Omuzuriki goes before that? No. So you, uh, you I, think I, one as well? One. Yeah, I, I, I like Omuzuriki. I, I don't think, I, to be honest, I don't think Barmore's worth a first-round pick. I, I think he's a mid-second guy. So if he's he's number one, then Omuzuriki maybe lands end of round two at the highest for me. <sighs> Spicy tonight. Uh, I, I think two go. I think it's just... Position and need a team will just need a defensive tackle. Like you say, the drop off is is massive. So unless you go, is it Milton Williams? Maybe not. Not in the second there. No, for me, Omozrike goes 
before pick 50. I think those two, him and Barmore, I think are, are clear ahead of the third over, third overall defensive tackle for me. So I, th- I think he does go somewhere. But I'm looking at the Raiders possibly at 48. Um, it could be it could be a Wazirike pick. Uh, position most uh, most drafted in the top 100. Corner. I think it'd be 10 corners. How boring that be? Receiver. Yeah, they'd be like receivers, yes. I'm going to go with defensive tackle. I think it's competitive in the second or third round. <laughs> uh, and it's it's a position of need for a lot of teams. So I think tackle will outweigh the corners. I think corner will be second. Oh, this is interesting. So we've got all four different answers. I'm going to say edge. Oh, edge. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. There are some good day two, day two. Let, let me there? run you through this. Uh, so, got a list in front of me, consensus board of um, draft network. So, Quizzy Pay, Jalen Phillips, Aziz Ojolari, Gregory Rousseau, Joe Tryon, Jason Oa, Joseph Osai, Janarius Robinson, Carlos Basham, Quincy Roche, Ronnie Perkins, Peyton Turner. Then you're getting down to potential um, uh, with, with Patrick Jones, Jordan Smith, Dea Odiengbo. Patrick Johnson, Cam Sample. Lot there. Lot there. I'm going to say Edge and um, bask in the glory. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no glory in second place, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you were able to put a bet on the following, would you? Um, Roger Goodell takes last year's standards into this year's draft and turns it on day two at a pair of joggers and his Alan Mater's Washington and Jefferson t shirt. No. no, you think he, he, he sticks with the suit this year? He doesn't go down into his comfy slacks well, like he did last year. It's fair. If he's doing it on live on stage, wouldn't he? So I don't think he will. But I think it'd be good to see. That would be good. Um, a recently drafted prospect hugs his agent before his mother. Will that happen? Doesn't that happen every year? It must do, surely. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, I think you'd. Uh... <laughs> Uh, okay, last one for me. This and you need to watch out for this because this gets me every year. When Goodell comes on stage and he's booed, he does this thing where he does a finger point and like a "Hey, how you doing?" to someone in the audience, like basically making out that he's recognised someone and they're there to see him or kind of <laughs> they like him. There is no one in the audience. He's just basically doing this. Oh, how you doing? You're right. Like just pointing at people. But, <laughs> Watch for it because it will happen. It happens every single year. <laughs> I'll look out for that, there, mate. Any more takes? I've got a take. Go on. But you're gonna you're gonna call me mad. I want to hear it. <laughs> okay, I think Cole Pitts falls to pick ten. And that, hear me out. Here's my scenario. This, this is. Go on. I think top three go quarterback. I think Falcons go quarterback. I think Saul then goes Bengals. I think Chase to the Dolphins. Dolphins got either Chase or Pitts, but I think they've got Jiziki. They need a receiver. I think they could Chase. Panthers need tackle. I think for the Lions will go tight end then because of Hawkinson. So then teams will start trading. Then who's in Broncos? Noah Fant. Don't need to really go. I mean, to be fair, Pitts is an all world. And I think then it's the Cowboys. But I think the Cowboys could take Pitts. We'll see. I think that's. Not too spicy, I don't think. It, no, it's it, it's calmer, is that? I, 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 I don't think it'll happen, but it's. Uh, but I kind of agree uh, that he could drop that far. I, 
I don't see it happening. I, I think a lot of teams will see him more as a receiver than a tight end. So that those teams that you've listed that are, are you know taking him as a tight end, I don't think that'll happen. But it could certainly happen. That, that's not the most far out thing I've ever heard. It could certainly with, with the Cowboys let him fall past them. If he's Cowboys there for the Lions, are... then someone's trading up with the Lions. The Lions are going to be on the phones if that happens, saying, look, Pitts is here, everyone. Come get him. Yeah, that's it. But someone might not want to pay the price. I don't know. That's that was I thought it was quite a spicy. I've seen him going to four to the Falcons and everyone now. So go on then. Ted's got some good ones in. I've done mine, yeah. Like I say, walk a little and, and quickly pay. Um <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like I like the Pitts one. I, I, I could see it happening on on uh, on draft night. I, I certainly don't see the Falcons taking him. Uh, I, I think they'll be kind of disappointed with that. But they have a lot. They have far too many positions of need uh, to be taking uh, a tight end who you could put in as a receiver. But yet they've still got two very good receivers and a decent wide receiver three in their team. So I don't think that's uh, that's out of the uh, that's out. Of, that's not a possibility. That's for sure. Pete, anything spicy before we uh, we call it a night? No, mine was the uh, the te- only ten defensive players getting taken. The first. I'm standing by it as well. Be 20, 22 offensive players, eight offensive linemen, five quarterbacks, uh, seven wide receivers, and two tight ends. <laughs> there's, there's your twenty-two. Two there's your twenty-two. Giants. There's your twenty. Five with scores thirty-two. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't know, inside lineman, I think uh, I think Landon Dixon could go to the, the Buccaneers, I would do. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a guard at first. Okay. Well, does, we... does a kicker get drafted? That, that's the last one. <laughs> when, in the whole we, draft? Is it, is it Jose? Is Jose going first? And well, if he does, is he, is, is he going, you know, maybe fifth round, maybe? Is that a bit high for a kicker? Uh, no, the Vikings... The Vikings took Daniel Carson in the fifth, didn't they? They're not trade up in the well, fifth. Well, we, we, we know what happened there. Oh, so they've had the well. He's, he's, yeah, they probably should have he's, a bit he's more doing all right now, but yeah, he, he got the Vikings first, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go on. I'll go with you on that. Borigales or however. Borigales or Verity, maybe I don't know. Round five or McPherson? Is it McPherson? Yes. Yeah, the Florida guy. Yeah. I'll go Borregales. This is the, this is the big one. This is what people have tuned in for. We need to get our own mocks also, so we can compare and contrast to see who wins and why it was me. So, <laughs> I've just finished one, so I'll show you mine after. Okay, excellent. All right, well that was fun. A nice impromptu pod. Uh, we'll be back to the regular broadcasting on uh, Tuesday, where we're going to be covering the QBs, safeties. Uh, well, tight like ends and something else. Can't remember. <laughs> Safety. <Safeties. laughs> awesome. Okay, thanks, fellas. That was fun. Uh, we will catch you next time. We are, as always, on the clock. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.